0: Amen. Uh, remain standing. Grab your Bibles. Turn with me to Acts, chapter number nineteen. Acts, chapter number nineteen. Um, really, that's. Uh, let's just be honest. Um, every single one of us, every single one of us, and I don't even want to say it in the past tense because really, every single one of us have this. That we, every single one of us walked in here with a certain bit of sin, certain bit of shame a certain bit of guilt in our lives. And if we're being honest, it's in a lot of ways we feel dirty. But the beauty of the gospel is that even in our dirtiness, even in our shame, even in our guilt, even in our sin, here's what Jesus said, I knew it all and I took care of it. Took care of it. That's the beauty of the gospel. And 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 I've heard this before. I don't understand how, 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 how God can take black sin, dip it in red blood, and it come out as white as snow. And the only reason reason is because he's God. Say amen. And that's what's really cool about the gospel is that even though we are in this condition, we're in this condition, because here's the deal, we are saved from our sins, but that doesn't mean that we don't keep sinning, okay? But even in the midst of that, when we still have this shame, this guilt that we carry around, and we can always look and say, you know what, Jesus took care of that on the cross. He took care of our guilt and shame and sin so we can be clean before the Father. amen, amen, amen. All right, Acts chapter number 19. Uh, if you don't know where that is in your Bible, that's okay. Um, just look in the table of contents, all right? That's where a good place to start. You'll see Old Testament, New Testament, um, and then to so Old Testament, New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, then the book of Acts, turn to chapter 19. And I will say this, um, and I'm not anti-technology in any way, shape, or form, but I encourage you to bring your physical Bible with you. I encourage you to bring your physical Bible with you because like, you can like, I got it on my phone. Yeah, you got a lot of other things on your phone too, all right? So if you open the Bible, the only thing you got in front of you is what? The Bible, the Word, okay? So please, if, and if you don't have a Bible, we will get you a Bible. We'll take care of that. We put it up on the screen. But this is not, this is not a, 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 a permission for you to be lazy, okay? And permission for you to not look at it for yourself. I, I can put anything on this screen. Like, you know how that, how, that, how that works, right? We put this information on the screen, okay? I can put anything on, on this screen. But I, I'm not going to change this. I can't change this. Okay? So look at the Bible for yourself. I want to encourage you that. Here we go. So Acts chapter number nineteen. We're going to start in verse number one. If you're there, say I'm there. there. Here we go. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much heard so, no, so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came to them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied, and all the men were about twelve. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Uh, thank you so much for this day. And so, Lord God, um, th- this, is, this is important. Today is important. Lord, every single day that we gather in your house is important. But, Lord, this is important, what we're going to talk about today. It's very important. It's vitally important. It's something, Lord God, that we can't just hear and learn. It's something we have to actually do. And so, Lord God, I pray that every single person in this room, including myself, would not just gain more knowledge today, but gain more knowledge from the standpoint of being able to apply it to our lives, even this very week. So, Lord, we love you. We thank you. probably sings your wonderful name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Now, here's the title of the message. What's your story? What's your story? story okay now i'm just gonna be uh we're, we're gonna take probably five minutes ten minutes or so to really dig into the scripture let's look at some things and what's the scripture saying we'll make sure we're all on the same page from the standpoint of theology and what we believe and what what's true about things because there's some things that happen there that are not happening now and all that kind of stuff we'll, we'll clear all that up but five ten minutes we'll do that and the rest of the time is going to be super application okay a lot of application today, uh, and, and what uh, application means is that you are going to be able to apply it, okay? Well, and, and a better way of saying apply something is that you actually, it starts with a D, you do it, okay? You do it, all right? So this is not a, and, I'm not, and I, I think I'm really high application a lot of times, but nobody can walk out of here going, oh, man, that was great information. I hope I get some more information next week. No, you're going to have something specifically today that you're going to be able to take with you and utilize. Do it, okay? okay? The Bible talks about, be not Here's the word deceiving your own selves. But be doers of the word, okay? If you just hear it all the time, all right, and you think that's how you, you're, you're, you're exercising your faith, no, all you're doing is getting more information, okay? We are doers of the word, not hearers only. Say amen. Okay, I say we, not me, we, okay, all of us. All right, so let's jump back into verse number one, okay? Uh, we have been through the book of Acts. We've sti- we're still, we been in the book of Acts since last fall, so we're coming up on a year in this, this, in this book. Uh, and, and so it's been challenging me, and, uh, and really, I think just recently, we're really starting to apply some of the things we've been talking about. But it came to pass, and while Apollos was at Corinth, we talked about Apollos a couple weeks ago. Paul, okay, this is the Apostle Paul. This is Saul we talked about several chapters ago, okay? But Paul, probably the greatest missionary to ever live, okay? Um, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus finding certain disciples, okay? So he's he's gone to a place, he's in Ephesus, and he finds certain disciples. Let's go in verse 2. And he said unto them, Okay, this is, this is pretty key because so he finds certain disciples and, and he could have a million different conversations with them. But notice what he talks to them about. He says, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? So he talks specifically about their spiritual condition, right? He, go, he, go, he talks specifically about, okay, I'm, I'm in Ephesus, I meet certain people, and, and so I'm going to talk about their salvation. And it calls them certain disciples, so these are people that were, that were technically in the church, okay? Um, but he's talking to them specifically about their salvation, and they said unto him, "We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost." Okay, so that seems kind of weird. Okay, he's asking, "Have you since you have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed?" And they're like, "We don't even know who the Holy Ghost is." Verse three. And he said unto them, "Unto what then were you baptized?" Okay, so you said you've been baptized, but but uh, wh- what were you baptized? And he said, and they said unto him, "John's baptism." John's baptism. Now let's let's talk a little bit about John and what John's role was versus what Jesus' role is. Okay, John was the forerunner. Okay, John came before Christ. John was pointing to a Messiah. Okay, all right. So he, he was saying, "Repent, for the kingdom uh, kingdom of God is near." Okay, that's what John was coming. Repentance, and he was baptizing people from the standpoint of baptizing repentance of their sins, but pointing to a Messiah. Okay. Don't you John's baptism? So that's 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 where they're coming from. The, the, okay, I repented of my sins. Um, I was baptized uh, 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 of John's baptism, pointing to or looking forward to a Messiah. Verse four. Then said Paul, ver- John ver- verily baptized with the baptism of repentance. Just talked about that, saying unto the people that they should not believe on him which should come after him. Excuse me, that they should. Believe on him which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. Okay? So, just what I just said here he explains this to him, okay? You, baptism and repentance, and saying that, look, the reason we was saying you need to believe on the one to come. On the one to come, verse 5. Okay? When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, let me explain that a little bit, like why the two baptisms, okay? All right, so John's baptism is a baptism of repentance and pointing to a Messiah, okay? But we're not baptized looking for the Messiah, say amen, okay? We are baptized looking back to a Messiah that has already come. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? John, John's baptism was a look forward. Our baptism is a look back, okay? I'm saved because of what Jesus has already done, not what he is going to do. Does that make sense? Okay, I'm explaining some of this so you just understand, and then we'll get to really the application here, but you got to get this part, okay? So there's there's a difference, there's a difference, okay? What what, what Paul is saying is there's a difference between, okay, baptism of repentance versus baptism in the Lord Jesus, okay? And even with baptism, the physical baptism we're talking about, and this baptism, really from the standpoint of... I don't want to get on that, but really from the baptism of the Holy Ghost, all that kind of stuff. But our baptism right here, the water baptism we're doing, is we're looking at from the standpoint of baptism as saying, okay, I'm identifying myself with Christ. The fact that he was, he, was, he was Christ, he was buried and rose again, okay? That's a picture of what Christ has done. Okay, verse 6. Verse 6. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, And they spake with tongues and prophesied. Now, i got to explain this a little bit, because some of you are like, okay, we've been talking about this, and here comes the Holy Ghost and a separate thing, and now they're speaking in tongues and prophesying. what's going on, Buchanan, okay? All right, so let's go through the book of Acts, and every time we see this happening, okay? Every time we see this happening, one, it was for the Jews at Pentecost, okay? That's the first time. Acts chapter 8, we see with Philip and the Samaritans, and then in Acts chapter 10, we see with Cornelius, the Gentiles, okay? So that completes the thing. Jew, Samaritan, Gentile, Holy Ghost, they receive in a, in a separate mode, okay? All right? Now, you're like, why are they doing it here? Because they're Jews. <laughs> okay? It's going back from the standpoint of they're really, if you want to take this back, these disciples are just like disciples in Acts chapter 2. Okay? they don 't know about Jesus they don 't know about so so, so they 're receiving the Holy Ghost okay now, one thing on the, on the theology part of it, some denominations believe that it is salvation, then later on you ask for the Holy Spirit in a different way in in a supplemental way, and that 's not true Romans eight and eight and nine give it to me Romans eight and nine okay, here we go if you are not if you are not in the flesh but in the spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, what does it say? He is none of his. He is none of his, okay? So i, I, I got to continue to put that out there because if you come across somebody and they're like, well, have you received the Holy Ghost? Yes, I have. When? At salvation, okay? At salvation because if you are saved and don't have the Holy Ghost, guess what? You don't belong to him. Okay? Salvation brings you into the family, okay? You are adopted into the family of God, all right? You become, when we're talking about this, you become a child of God at the moment of salvation. And so if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't have Christ. But at salvation, you have Christ, so you have the Holy Spirit, okay? Now, go back to my verse in verse, go back to the other verse. There we go, all right? And they spake with tongues and prophesied, okay? Now, again, we talk about this. Right, tongues, prophecy, you know, is that for this time or whatever, all that kind of stuff. Again, we, we talked about this specifically, what is tongues about? The tongues are about this. Give me my next verse. Nope, nope, no, the other, the extra verse. I've got it written down somewhere. Okay, all right, 1 Corinthians one twenty-two. For the Jews require what? A sign. And the Greeks seek after wisdom. Okay? What is the purpose of Tongues. It's a sign to the Jews. Every single time that you see tongues in the book of Acts, it is for a sign for the Jews to see that they have salvation. Okay? But our salvation comes, comes through faith. Okay? We don't have to have a sign. Okay? It's by faith that we come to salvation. All right? Next. I'll go back to the other one. I know I'm just confusing you like crazy, Caleb. All right? Okay, so they laid their hands on them, the Holy Ghost came upon them, they spake with tongues and prophecies. Verse 7, and all the men were about twelve. Okay? Now that's, there's, the, there's the theology, all this kind of stuff, whatever. Okay, now let's go back to verse 2. <clears throat> all right, and he said unto them, so, so Paul finds certain disciples, and he said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said, if We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Now, here's what we got to get to. Here's what we're going to talk about today. Okay? Now, Paul, we see clearly what, when Paul goes into a different place, he has one particular subject in mind. He has one particular direction he's taking. He has one particular motive that he has in when he's going to that place. And that motive is to share Jesus. Say amen. Okay? He asked a question. He asked a question about someone's spiritual condition. Someone's spiritual condition. Now, we've been talking about this a lot. We've been talking about this a whole lot. And and, and it's one of those things that we've got to get to the place to where we understand that it is our responsibility to tell someone about Christ. It is our responsibility to tell someone about Christ. Now, there's a, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of different ways you can go about that, that, that conversation. You can, you can go straight to it. Like, here's, you know, the Romans Road says this. Or, you know, if you were to die today, would you go to heaven or hell? Or whatever. But one way you can, you can share Christ is by sharing what Christ has done for you. By sharing your story. Sharing your story. Now, when we talk about story, when we talk about story, Okay, um, some of you are like, what does that look like, Buchanan? What does it look like for me to tell my story? I know I need to tell my story. I know I, 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 it's my responsibility to tell my story. And so, Buchanan, what does that look like in my life? Like, some of you are, if I said, go tell your story this week, you're like, where do we start? Where do we start? I'm glad you asked that question, okay? Put my first point up there, my little, what, what's, what, is my, what does your story look like? What does your story look like? Okay, If you're saved, if you're saved, let's, let's be all on the same page here. If you're saved, someone told you about Christ. Say amen. Someone told you. Now, let's, 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 let's make this clear. Are you thankful they told you about Christ? Amen. Me too. Me too. Man, I'm so glad. Somebody, somebody loved me enough to tell me about Christ. So if you're really appreciative of somebody else shared Christ with you, don't you think that means it's also our responsibility to share Christ with somebody else? Okay? Uh, no, this whole, you know, well, what, what am I here on earth to do? And what's the God's will for my life? And all this kind of stuff. If, 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 if his desire was not for you to share the good news of, of the gospel with somebody else, as soon as you got saved, you go to heaven immediately because you're done. And here's the thing about what we're seeking out and what we're going after in this life. The only thing you can take with you to heaven is somebody else that's reality so think about all the time all the money all the energy that you're wasting on making everything just i have to have this and i have to have that and my kids this and all that kind of stuff all those things that you're doing at the end of your life they'll make no difference the only thing they'll make a difference is who you bring to heaven with you it's the only difference it'll make so what does your story look like let me give you let me help you with what, what your story looks like let me frame it a little bit okay your life before christ Your story starts with your life before Christ. Now, let me help you with this. Every single one of y'all were in 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 a in a certain condition before Christ. That's called that condition was sin. That's where you were. Okay, you were a sinner in need of a savior. Okay, and 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 no matter where it is on this whole deal, but there there that, that we need to establish that that before you knew Christ, you were a sinner. Okay, and, and, and some of y'all have a, I, I got saved at an early age, some of y'all are a later age, some of y'all aren't saved at all. Hopefully you'll do that today, okay. But you were something different before Christ. You were a sinner in need of a Savior. You had no hope. The Bible talks about, the, 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 I think it's uh, um, John three seventeen and 18, that talks about that we're condemned already. Like, if you don't know Christ right now, I just want you to know that, that your eternal destination without Christ right now, where you stand is you're hell-bound. That's just reality, okay? You're condemned already. You're already going to hell. The only thing that will save you from hell is if you put your faith and trust in Jesus. That's the only thing that's going to save you from that, okay? So before Christ, that was you were in a condemned, nasty, sinful, dirty state. That's where you were, okay? So when we tell our story, here's the thing, when we tell our story, we need to acknowledge that. I talked to somebody this week and I'll get into this a little bit more, but she didn't really like her story. It wasn't a very pretty story, okay? Like don't be ashamed of that, because here's the deal. What's really cool about that is what God can do with a really bad story and how he can change it all around, okay? So what your your life before Christ, what it looked like. Number 2. When you got saved, when you got saved. Okay, so there's a moment in time, okay? So everybody understands this, we're all on the same page, okay? Salvation is not something you grow into. I didn't, I didn't I didn't over time get saved. There was a moment in time where we get saved, okay? Where we put our faith and trust in Jesus, okay? That's a moment in time and it's a definitive moment, okay? Now, I, this whole thing, you know, I don't I, like I don't know the date when my salvation was. But I remember the moment. I remember the moment, okay? Now, if you, were, if you got saved when you were seven and you're 70 years old, I know it's going to be a little foggy, okay? But there's, there, there should be a moment where you can look back and say, this is the moment where I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ, okay? And that's important when you tell your story, okay? You, you, if, you, can, get the, you can get the beforehand and the after, but they need to know what, what, what changed between the person I see today and the person before. It. That thing was Jesus. That's what changed. That's what changed. So, so when you got saved... And then number three, number three, and how your life is different now with Christ. How is your life different? Hey, what, what, what has changed in your life? Like, I, I'm just, and I, I'm going to share my story in just a minute, but, but I, the person I was, but contrary to the person I am today, is very different. Very different. The, the Bible talks about he makes all things new, okay? Or we, we, we are become new, all right? So, so this old man versus this new man are totally different, and they need to know. They need to know what's different in your life. How many of y'all are thankful that Christ is in your life? Say amen. amen. Okay. We should be able to articulate that. We should be able to say this is like without Jesus, without Jesus I would be here, but with Jesus I'm here, okay? Alright, so what what, what does it look like to tell your story? Your life before Christ. Number two, when you got saved. And number three, how your life is different with Christ now. Or how your life is different now with Christ. So, I'm going to tell my story. Now, some of y'all have got bits and pieces of it and all that kind of stuff. But I'm I'm telling it from the standpoint, if if right now, if I had an opportunity, somebody standing right in front of me, what's your story? This is what I'd tell them. Alright, so I grew up... um, uh, um, now I got to go back a little bit to my parents. Okay, so my mom grew up in the church. Okay, um, my dad, my grandfather was a deacon. Um, he was the deacon that opened the church, closed the church, mowed the graveyard. He was that kind of deacon. Okay, that's what he was. Okay, uh, and my grandmother was 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 a good deacon's wife and all this kind of stuff. And so that's what they did. So they 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 raised their kids in church, and and they forced their kids to go to church. All right now I'm going to say something about this, and you're like, "Ah, oh, that's exactly what it is. My mom, my mom, eighteen years old, she said, "I'm done with church, I'm out, okay My mom doesn't go regularly attend church to this day because she used the whole thing like I, I, you know I, I was forced to go to church, so I'm not going to go. now let me just help you with that. that's an excuse, and I know I'm talking about my mama, okay, but it's an excuse, all right and so there there was that. Um, then so there there's my mom right here, and then uh she marries my dad. My dad is an unbeliever, still to this day, an unbeliever. Okay. So church was not a huge priority in my family, okay? All right. Now, my mom didn't go to church, and my dad, what's the point of going to church? He doesn't believe. Okay. So that's 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 my from the standpoint of me growing up. So my parents get married, all this kind of stuff. They have this wonderful child. All right. Um I I, I hate those little side laughter stuff because I think they're making fun of me. It's okay. I bet you're being like, no, you really are wonderful, Buchanan. So they had this wonderful child, but they get divorced when I was five. So I come from a broken home. By the way, I hate that terminology, all right? Okay, all right? Like my parents got divorced. I'm not broken, okay? (laughs) i my parents got divorced. But my parents got divorced when I was five. Uh, My dad, in the span of about three or four years, moved 45 minutes away uh, three hours away, and then ten hours away. Okay, um, so so we, so and and I went from seeing my dad every other weekend to every couple of months to twice a year, span of three years. Three, so so I'm like five, and they like eight, nine years old. I'm, I'm traveling back and forth, um, back and forth to Chicago. Um, now and and, and I want to I want to frame this a little bit, but my a lot of times parents um, parents parent how they were parented. Okay. All right? Good or bad, good or bad. Some, 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 some parents. Some, you look at your parents and go, "Man, they did a great job with me. I want to do the exact same thing with my kids." And some parents are like, "Man, they did. They messed up. I want to do something totally different." But sometimes we just don't really think about it. That we just do what we saw. Okay. And so my my grandfather was in a generation where um, I see you, so you're good. Um, my grandfather was in a generation. To where here's how you show love to your family: you go to work. That's how you show love to your family: you go to work. Okay, um, I, I, I I love the family. I go to work. Uh, my grandmother, my grandma stayed at home and she raised the kids, and that's how she showed love. Okay, that's how it was. So my my granddaddy, my, or sorry, my granddaddy. My, sorry, I have different names. My grandpa, my granddaddy's on my mom's side. My grandpa, whatever. Those weird names that we do for different grandparents, whatever. But my grandpa didn't say, I love you a lot to my dad. So, guess what, in turn, he did? He didn't say it a lot to me when I was growing up. Okay? Now, we say it before we get off the phone now, but I'm 38 years old, okay? <laughs> right? And I'm not saying the bad way, but that's just reality. But I struggled. I struggled a lot with acceptance because I felt like nobody cared. Nobody loved me. If I'm being completely honest, in some ways, I still struggle with that today. But I struggle with acceptance, and so so then I then I go through a period of time in middle school, and I've shared this story before. And and this you know braces are cool now; they weren't cool back then. Okay, glasses are cool now; they weren't cool back then. Okay, uh, bad haircuts are still not cool, but whatever. Like some of the haircuts that people have, I don't get it, but they're cool, whatever. But you have there 's a thing called a bold cut and a bowl cut. Okay, bold cut was the cool one because you shaved underneath. I had the bowl cut, or you put the head. Like, okay, it's like a bowl on my head, uh, and I was I was about forty pounds overweight in middle school. Now and I, I'm not, uh, and, and uh, 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 teenagers, please do not do this. Okay, do not do this. Okay, but but just looking at that, I, I had a lot of people. A lot of people make fun of me, bad make fun of me. I mean, I, I feel like I had like the four deadly sins of making fun of in middle school. Okay, I had braces, glasses, bad haircut, and I was overweight. Okay, it's just whatever, but they made fun of me a lot. And so here I'm dealing with this whole thing of like feeling, I don't have acceptance in my, in my in, in, at home, I don't have acceptance at school, and I was like, what's going on here? So we moved, we moved my freshman year of high school, very beginning of my freshman year of high school, I left kicking and screaming, I hated it. My freshman year of high school, this is my four years. <laughs> um, we moved from Gwinnett County, right, right northeast of Atlanta, we moved to Rockdale County, which is east of Atlanta on 20 to Conyers, Georgia. Um. There's, my cousin lives there as well. He's going to be a junior in the same school I'm going to be a freshman. And every single day he picked me up for church. Every single day he picked me up for church. And so I, go to, I start going to youth group and there's a bunch, a couple of middle school girls that, hey, I'm out of the awkward phase now. I've, I've thinned up a little bit. I've got some contacts, all right. Braces came off. I'm looking pretty fine now, <laughs> all right. So, so if you feel awkward right now, middle schooler, you'll grow out of it. It's okay, all right. You'll grow out of it. Uh, but but um, but a couple couple middle school girls, which I, I mean I was just a player. Um, but uh, I'm a freshman high school. middle school girls started showing some interest in me, and so we're talking on the phone, all this kind of stuff. And they they say, "Are you saved?" And I said, "What's that? Saved from what? <laughs> like, is there a boat coming? Like, what's going on here? I'm like, I didn't know saved. What's that? You know? Well, you know, have, have you have you have you have you you know have you have you asked Jesus into your heart?" And I'm like can he fit in there? You know, that kind of thing. (laughs) Never mind. Whatever. (laughs) Um, I was naive. I'm naive. Uh, And and I said no. And they said, well, you need to be saved. And I'm like, great. Because a couple of cute girls in the youth group said, you need to be saved. I'm like, how do you do that? Pray this prayer. Awesome. I'm saved. So I I prayed that prayer. Six months later, waited until I got baptized so my mom and dad who don't go to church and are unbelievers could come and see me get baptized. But at 16 years old, at 16 years old, in my bedroom, by myself, I realized I was lost. I even called, I called one of my friends, another girl, by the way, sorry, okay, bad, don't be a player, okay, all right, I really wasn't a player, it was just kind of like a, hey, they started dumping me, so I started dating girls, so I could dump them first, whatever, all right, bad, bad deal, bad deal, don't do that. Um, <laughs> all, the, all the parents of teenagers like, stop, you Buchanan, please stop giving them ideas, all right, so, but, uh, 16 years old I call a girl she's with her youth pastor we talk all this kind of stuff he's like oh you just need to rededicate your life I didn't need to rededicate my life I didn't even know who Christ was so at that moment I'm, I'm realizing I'm a sinner I'm, I'm convicted Holy Spirit conviction of my sin and, and by my bed 16 years old I received Christ and that was the day I got saved and here was the difference here was the difference and this is not I haven't told this about my story or whatever like that I was searching for acceptance from every single person I could From my mom, from my dad, from my friends at school, from my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, the kids in the youth group, I was searching for acceptance. And you know what I figured out? You know what I figured out? I found somebody that would accept me just the way I was. Accept me just the way I was. He saw me as a wretched, nasty sinner, and he said, come on into the family. And here's the deal. From this point forward, like, my life has been drastically different, drastically different. And, 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 and I'm not saying you have to go towards ministry and all that kind of stuff, but the things that Christ has done in my life, how he's helped me through some of the hard, difficult times, where I, where I needed, where I, like, I knew everybody else said they, they were there for me, but the fact that Christ was there for me, that meant the world. When I, when I experience comfort and peace and guidance and direction and conviction even, that somebody cares enough to, like, make sure I don't continue to sin, He's made a huge difference in my life. And the reason why I'm here today is not because of anything Buchanan has done. It's all because of what Christ did in me and through me. That's how I am today because of that. So that's my story. That's my story. Now, so I I told you I was going to hold myself accountable to this about sharing my story. I go over and I I, I see uh, Clyde Hooten. Clyde Hooten is a member of our church. He is is, um, uh, homebound. Um, but he's still a member. Say amen. amen. Okay, so if he's a homebound member, we need to go see him. So I go see him on a regular basis. He, he lives real close. I won't tell you how close because he may not want you to come see him. I don't know. So I don't know. But he lives real close. He's 97, I think, now. 96, 97, is he 97? I think he's 97 now. Just celebrated birthday. So I go in there, and there's a caregiver that is with him 24-7. Okay, there's two people that switch out. I've been going by Clyde Hooten's house now for probably a year and a half. Never once did I ask. Her name is Carrie. Never once did I ask her story. And this Thursday, I sat down, asked her story. She told me her story. I, I, and, and she even said, like, there's some parts of my story that, that I'm not really proud of or I don't really like to talk about. That's okay. Like, that's, that's okay. Like, I have stuff in part of my story that I don't really like to talk about either. But I need to because the thing that we have in common is that we have Christ. and That's made all the difference. Okay? And so telling our story, telling our story, telling our story. So I did that. Now, come on up. I need, a, I need a white mic. Can I use white mic? Because you're like, well, Buchanan, you're the pastor. You're supposed to be doing that kind of stuff. Y'all don't even know. This is so great. Uh, Friday? Uh, yes. Friday. Yes. Go ahead. Oh, I'm so
1: nervous.
0: Right? I, I, I'm nervous, too. Don't worry. <gasps> <Okay. laughs> yeah. Just tell okay. me what you told me.
1: Okay, so... um. Friday night, uh, Chickie and I went to the um, Coleman Campus Life Life Recovery because we were talking about our Guatemala trip and sharing the testimony of one of our translators that was there. And Chickie and I really wanted to see that. So we went and got to see some friends of ours that went on the Guatemala trip with us. And afterward, we left, and we're like, man, we're starving. Let's go to Waffle House. So we went to Waffle House, and while we were sitting there, um, and I'll be honest with you, the thought crossed into my mind you need to talk to her. You need to you need to share with her. You need to tell your story. You need to you need to talk to her about God. And I okay. thought, who
0: was that, by the way, that was telling you that?
1: The Holy Spirit was telling go, me there that. There okay, go. the Holy Spirit was telling me this. I didn't and, want you to think
0: she just had crazy thoughts. Okay, no, that's the Holy no. Spirit that's working. Go the ahead. Holy
1: Spirit put her on my heart, and my thought was, I can't talk to her because then these people are gonna be like, goes oh, the story, just sharing Jesus with everybody. God. But really, that's what you want. You know, that's like that's a great thing. Don't ever let that discourage you. But anyway, so I started talking to her, and I asked her, do you get to go to church anywhere? And she said, no, actually, I've actually been looking for a place to go to church because I'm just going through some stuff right now, and I just really need some people. I went to blah, blah, blah church before, but I just really didn't, I wasn't getting anything out of it. And, and, you know, and I said, well, I would love for you to come to my church. And so um, the people that we were with go to the Coleman campus, so we gave her the two options. You could go to the Coleman campus, or you could come here. Either way, we would love to have you. Well, I could have just stopped there. I could have just been like, okay, check Mark, talked to her about God, told her he loves her, invited her to church, and she was exci- exciting about that and receptive of that, so it could have, I could have just stopped there. But then the Holy Spirit was like, no, keep going, keep going. That's It doesn't matter if she goes to church or if she finds a church that she wants to go to or is interested in. So I asked her, okay, so personal question, if you were to die right now, do you know that you would go to heaven? And she said, well, you know, I hope that I would. I try to be a good person. You know, I've got some stuff going on in my life. I'm just not really sure. And she said a little bit more stuff, but all I heard is she's not saved. I'm like the Holy Spirit tell me she's not saved. You, you've got to share the gospel with her. And so I said, okay, well, can I, can I, and then I said, are you, can, are you about to go on break anytime? She said, I'm actually about to go outside and smoke. And I said, can I go with you? And so I ran outside Not to her. smoke with her. <laughs> 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 just, to Can I go with you and talk to you is actually what I said, <laughs> or what I meant. <laughs> and so... I went outside with her and I took my little green Bible cuz that's all I had with me but I was flipping through and I you know and I I shared the Romans road with her and I shared the gospel with her and I explained to her what it meant and um you know I was asking her questions like do you believe this do you understand what this means and she's like yeah yeah and the whole time I was talking to her every time I would say something she said I can't even believe you're saying this to me right now like you don't even know I thought just this I thought I'm so alone today I thought Well, even though I try to be good, it's still not enough. She was thinking, like the whole, God was just working in her life, and in the words that I was saying did not come from me. It was her, and it was him, and him speaking to her through me. And so I asked her, you know, if Jesus were here ready to accept you just as you are, would you be willing to accept him as he is? And she's got tears streaming down her face, and she's shaking, and she keeps saying, I just can't even believe this is happening right now. I'm just, I just can't even believe this is so encouraging. And so, and she accepted Christ and she prayed and she, she was amazing. Yeah.
0: Sorry, you got to give, you got to give time for praise. You got to give, yeah,
1: he deserves it all. And so I was able to just reassure her, you know, that, that life may not, change immediately like her circumstances may never change but she's not alone anymore and I said you are not alone and she said I've been feeling like I was all alone and she's crying she's like I can't believe you said that because I literally have been feeling like there is no one I have nobody and so I told her you know like and there was another girl that was standing with us Sabrina is who it is and um, I said Sabrina and I you know it's our job to be your friend now and to help you along in your walk and like and to disciple you and 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 not just Oh well, now you got saved. Here's the Bible. Peace out. Hope you hope you do good. And like we want to be your friend and help and encourage you, but we may fail you. Like we're human too. But I promise you, the Holy Spirit will never fail you, and He will never leave you. And she was just boo-hooing and crying, and she's like, I just feel so much joy right now. And it's like, you got it, sister. So awesome. it was really really cool.
0: Awesome, awesome. Amen. amen, amen. Now, why do we do that? Now, and, and, and this is, in, I literally, I talked to you on Friday and I said, okay, you ready to share on Sunday? She's like, I guess, all right. But here's why this is important, okay? This is not the pastor's job, it's our job. And here, and I, I'm, I'm not trying to point anything out with that, and you tried to get her to church this morning, doesn't look like she's going to come. I want y'all to hear that, okay? She invited her to church, but doesn't look like she's coming today. She may never come to church. But whether she ever comes to church or not, she found Jesus. And so that's the thing. We can't, we can't just always go to the church invite. Because how many church invites have you given and nobody came? Okay? It has to be looking at going, okay, I gave the church invite, but i got to follow up with that and all that kind of stuff. Because regardless whether she comes to our church or ever goes to church again, the main thing that's important is she's going to heaven one day. That's what's important. Okay? So I just want y'all and, 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 and like this is not staged. This is not, this didn't happen like several weeks ago. This is not Guatemala. This is Waffle House. Huddle House or Waffle House? Waffle House in Coleman, Alabama. Everybody's saved in Coleman. You're yeah, right. There's people in this room right now that aren't saved. Okay? Like, we gotta talk to them. We gotta share it with them. We gotta do it. And that's what I'm gonna encourage you. Like, I, I'm not I'm not trying to say that we're different, whatever. I'm just a Christian who needs to share the gospel just like Tori is a Christian who needs to share the gospel. Just like if you're a Christian, you need to share the gospel. I got this little illustration earlier today, and it it hit me kind of sudden. Why don't we share our story? Why don't we share our story? I got this, and then one more thing, and and we'll be done. We'll go to invitation. I started thinking about why don't we share our story. And and I've had some... some, some, um, some people say like this whole, um, and I'm not trying to say it's an ugly way, because I did talk about this several weeks ago. You know, we need to mil- move from the milk to the meat. We need to go deeper and all this kind of stuff. But here's what I want to help you with. In, it, going deeper in your faith is not just about more knowledge. Okay? It's about it's about exercising our faith. Exercising our faith. Now, I'm using that word particularly exercise, because some of us struggle in that area, me included about exercise. And I thought about why don't we exercise physically more often? I, I made a list, and maybe y'all can probably add to this, but but I think everybody would agree that for our health we, we should exercise, but why don't we exercise? One, we're too lazy. Let's just be honest. <laughs> We'd rather sit at home, turn the TV on, and you know, chill. Um, uh, we're, we're content with the status quo. I mean, it's not a great shape, but it's Better, I mean, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's. it's I mean, I, I mean, it, I've seen worse. I mean, in myself, so it's not bad. Um, uh, it's not a priority. It's not important in our life. Like, I, I just exercise is not important to me. Um, or look, look at this. We make excuses about the time, the money, or the knowledge that we have. Now let me help you with this with the whole going deeper and all this kind of stuff. Okay. You could sit on your phone. This would be kind of funny. <laughs> you could sit on your phone all day long, and you could learn all the exercises you need to do. You, do you know, especially nowadays, all this nutritional stuff and different, different, you know, um, different diets and, and fasting and keto and and all this kind of stuff. And then it's like, you know, it's about flexibility. You no, know, it's about strength training. You no, know, it's about cardio. You could you could sit on your phone for days. On in and get all the knowledge in the world. Is that bringing any results in your life? Zero. It's only until you apply the knowledge that you have where you actually see results. So I'm encouraging you. This is a deal. You have to exercise your faith. Exercise your faith. Let me help you. This. I don't like working out. It's hard. It's difficult. It takes time. I have to make it a priority. Do y'all see where I'm going here? Okay. All these things, in order for me to truly exercise like I need to and take care of my health, it's going to be hard, difficult. It's going to be time-consuming. I'm, I'm going to have to stop doing this so I can start doing that. There's a lot of things I'm going to have to navigate in order to do this so I can exercise my physical body. So let me help you with this. If you're going to exercise your faith, it's going to take effort. It's going to take effort. And, and, and I'm just being completely honest with you. All the reasons in the world why we say, I don't share my faith, let me help you with what they all are. They're all excuses. That's all they are, okay? That's all they are. There's a song that we, we, we played a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the um, Guatemala. It was in one of the videos and all that kind of stuff. And I want to read you the, the words to this song. I know I've heard words of the song last week, and I've got an actual song next week I'm going to share with you all too. But it's the, song of, the name of the song is called Nobody by Casting Crowns. Why you ever chose me? has always been a mystery. All my life, I've been told I belong at the end of the line. With all the other not-quites, with all the never-get-it-rights, but it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time. Because I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living in the world to see Nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Listen to this Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. You picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world. Well, the more the story is, everybody's got a purpose. So when I hear that devil start talking to me, saying, Who do you think you are? I say, I'm just a nobody. Trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave me a heart. You gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Here's the bridge. So let me, listen to this. So let me go down, down, down in history as another blood bought faithful member of the family. And if they all forget my name, well, that's fine with me. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. It goes on. So let me go down, down, down in history as another blood-bought faithful member of the family. They all forget my name. Well, that's fine for me. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Yeah, because I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Here's the thing, guys. We got a responsibility. It's our responsibility to tell someone about Jesus. Because here's the deal. The, some of the reasons why we don't tell because we think we're a somebody and we're a nobody. Right. We're just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Let's everybody stand. Let's